Isaiah 2, 3, and 4. Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. For out of Zion goes forth instruction, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Thanks be to God. Perhaps especially because we're not singing today, just hearing your muffled, masked voices speaking in unison uh, is a deep, deep joy. Hmm. I'll confess I took notes. I mean, I've been you know, contemplating this for weeks in anticipation and I took notes and I also didn't write a full manuscript because I just knew I would not have any idea how it would feel to be here together in this room and to see your faces. Why do we worship? To gather as community. That's our answer for today. Why do we worship? To gather as community. Why do we worship? To gather as community. And in our first just these few verses from the prophet Isaiah, we get some ideas of what that gathering as community does, what it accomplishes, the, the sort of layers of that, why the gathering. First, we have that we may be taught God's ways. So there's learning. There's the opportunity in this place gathered together that we learn together, that we study together, that we do a deep dive, that we are formed together, that we wonder and ask questions together. There is a learning. That we may be taught God's ways, Isaiah writes, and walk in God's path. So there's a walking, there's a doing, there's a taking all that studying and that learning and turning it into praxis of some kind, figuring out how that wondering and questioning and study and deep dive together, how that impacts how we live and the decisions we make and what we do. So there's a learning, there's a doing, and then they will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. There's a transformation of tools of violence and oppression a transformation of ourselves as we seek to actually release those tools of violence and oppression and turn them into something that nurtures life, that nourishes life, gardens and garden implements. So there is learning, there is doing, there is transformation. And then finally, neither will they learn war anymore. So there's not just learning, but there is unlearning. There is unlearning the ways of violence and oppression. So those are the four things that just pop right out of just these first few verses of Isaiah. But even more fundamentally, Isaiah starts, come let us go up to the mountain of God, to the house of God. Let's go home. Let's go home. 
to be with God and to be with one another. Why do we worship? To gather as community, to gather, to come home, to be at home, to have a place of belonging where we can belong to God and to one another and really share life with one another. A home of belonging where we can remember our deep belovedness. Maybe the only good to come of not being able to sing with one another this morning is that I can't rely on that as the answer. Wouldn't that be simple after a year and a half of not really being able to sing together to say, we gather to sing and we will again someday. But clearly there is more than the singing. And we have come home to our place that we share, where we get to be bodies with one another. We have come home to this building. Welcome home, friends. And yet not all of us are here. Not all of us are safe to be here. Not all of us are able to make that choice to be here right now. And so we can't rely on that as our answer either as to why we worship and gather as a community is just to be in a place together. If so, what did we do the last year and a half? Well, we found other ways. As imperfect as they are, there is so much about this morning that feels so imperfect. And I think I want to confess to you coming in, I felt a real sorrow about that and was sort of surprised by how joyful it was just to hear, how emotional, you can hear it, how emotional and joyful it was to hear your voices together. So it is imperfect. And we're on our way together. The hymnal we had before this one, our number one, hymn number one, which always becomes a beloved. Hymn number one is, a, it's, you know, for a hymnal committee, that's, it's a big deal to choose what's going to be number one. What is this place where we are meeting? And then it describes the building, of course, and we all lament that we don't have the windows for light, an open door. We don't have any windows for light in here. We always sing it, you know, but we're like, where are our windows for light? <laughs> Yet it becomes a body that lives when we are gathered here and know our God is near. And we have tried our best. We are still trying our best to do that on screens when we need to. It's not perfect, but it is no less our calling and objective to gather in these new, weird, um, complex ways to become a body together that lives when we are gathered here and know that our God is near. Now our new number one, which we will sing together someday. In fact, at Park Church, we got to sing it at least on one of our Park Church gatherings. So if you haven't looked yet, you could go to number one. We can all pretend that we can sing. Summoned by the God who made us, rich in our diversity, gathered in the name of Jesus, richer still in unity, 
Let us bring the gifts that differ and in splendid, varied ways, sing a new church into being. <laughs> One in faith and love and praise. So why do we worship? To gather as community. Why do we gather as community? Because we've been summoned. Because we've been summoned by the God who made us, each one. Rich in our diversity and our many gifts that differ so that together we may sing a new church into being where the circle grows ever wider and the people ever free. Why do we worship? To gather as community so that we may be welcomed and extend welcome so that we may be liberated and we may extend liberation, that we may come home knowing that we belong to God and to one another. Thanks be to God. I was delighted that Amy chose for our call to worship this morning from the gathering section again in our hymnal, these beloved words by Marlene Krupp. So many of us know Marlene. She's a friend of our congregation, lives out in Port Townsend, retired seminary professor. And her call to worship that's here in our new Voices Together hymnal was in the blue hymnal. So it is one of those that has endured but it was written in the purple hymnal in this new voices together in multi-voice parts and translated into Spanish. And now I didn't write down the number. Oh, 853. I did write down the number. 853. Just had to look in my scribbled notes here. And the refrain is over and over, you are welcome. You are welcome, you are welcome. So what is this place? Why do we gather? We gather with all the things that we carry, all the things that we bring, all our many diverse gifts, all our many diverse struggles. We come at different places. Some of us are ready, some of us are hesitant, and we are welcomed. And then God welcomes us all to worship today and promises to meet us here. So we are welcomed by our community and we are welcomed by our God into this home of belonging and belovedness for each one. Welcome into God's home. Welcome home. We are united in an expectant spirit that we may encounter God and be encountered by God. And to that, I say, hallelujah. Anyone else? <laughs> and amen.